0: happy new year it's new year's come midnight they go nuts
1: welcome back to go gaddis real estate radio right here on am 920 the answer i'm cleve gaddis and i'm still joined online by john birchfield with capital city home loans john thanks for sticking with us through two segments
0: i'm excited that's not that's not normal
1: for those who might have missed the prior segment john is my preferred lender I've been using him for my own personal loans for years and years and years, and he can be reached by either going to uh, gogaddisradio.com and saying, Cleve, hook me up with John, happy to do that, or you can just call him directly at 678-226-7887. Again, 678-226-7887. If you are listening to this segment you're thinking, you know what, I'd be scared to death to call a lender because I don't want anybody to know You know, my situation, well, I'm going to tell you just get over that because having a conversation with someone like John, even if you're like, hey, I don't really want you looking in my dirty underwear drawer, let John know exactly what's going on because if you're not able to qualify now, he can give you a very specific step-by-step process for making sure that you can qualify. And in some cases, I mean, getting your credit score up is easy. I decided, John, that I was using too much of my American Express card because I use it for travel and it was too big of a percentage. And I think, well, I'll just solve the problem. I'll get them to double my limit, and that'll solve the problem. And I called American Express. Would you double it? Like, yep, absolutely. Just changed right this minute, and my credit jumped thirty-five or forty points just because of that because I was. Staying under that 30%. So anyway, so glad to have you here. And we're going to talk about a couple of things um, that uh, one of them is going to be right up your alley. And another one is going to be something that you may or may not know anything about. But before we get into those, um, one of the things that I wanted to address is there's a whole contingent of people out there who say, I'm not going to move forward buying something now because I don't want to get locked in at six and a half percent when i believe rates are going to be in the fives within the next, you yeah. know, 6 months let's say and i say that's a dangerous game to play because Absolutely. if you wait until the interest rates go down then the prices are going to go up enough to probably offset a lot of the interest rate so in my opinion it makes more sense to go ahead and buy Because you can refinance. So, talk to us just a little bit about refinancing. So, I go in, I get a loan today, and it's 6.75% or 6.5%. Now, rates are five and a quarter, five and a half. They may or may not get there. What do i do is it easy to refinance is it hard absolutely super easy
0: and uh, and a lot less expensive than the, than the closing cost you would incur when you buy a home there are ways to defer the closing costs. there's ways to do a refinance with no closing cost yeah so all those options are on the table if it makes sense for that borrower's particular situation but you could not be more right uh you know there's data and we could dive in if we had hours to, to look at it that that'll show as as an interest rates comes down a full percentage point well, that just puts that many more hundreds of buyers that are now eligible to buy the same home that you want to buy. That's increased competition, that drives price up cuz you got so many houses for sale. If you add more buyers, we know what's going to happen. And that and puts you us can absolutely wash away the improvement that you would have experienced in interest rates.
1: Exactly. And it puts us right back into the same situation of 2020 and 2021 when prices were going I mean, like insane. They were going up twenty percent a year, and if you wind yep. up paying twenty percent more for a house, it does not matter if you pay. That's right. You know, one uh, percent more in interest, it simply does not matter. So, if someone were to want a guide that says, okay, if I if I lock in at six and a half, when do I need to call John back to talk about refinancing? And I would say that number is when the interest is one percent lower. But what would you think would be the nice trigger that says, okay, it's this much lower. Let me call John and see if it makes sense from an expense standpoint.
0: 1% is definitely a good guide, but everybody's situation is slightly different. True. So we're going to, we're going to keep the lines of communication wide open. We have systems of which we keep the buyers informed of what's going on in the marketplace so that they'll know, Hey, all right, we need to, we need to dive in and take a closer look and we'll prepare numbers and say, okay, this is, what a refinance would look like for you. Do we want to execute that refinance now? Or maybe we roll the dice and keep waiting and see if they drop even further. So that's those are conversations we have ongoing, day by day, month by month with borrowers to make sure that uh, that we do the best thing for them.
1: I love that. So... Hey, don't don't roll the dice. If you want to buy a house, go ahead and buy it now. Then when you're in a position for rates to float down as prices skyrocket on the home you've already bought, then you can decrease your monthly cost on that, which is a win-win. This segment of the show, even though John Birchfield is our guest, is brought to you by the law firm of O'Kelly & Sorahan. John loves O'Kelly & Sorahan as well. They're a Mm -hmm. full-service law firm, 26 offices throughout Atlanta. It's easy to reach them, 770-497-1880, 770-497-1880. Okay, Mr. Birchfield, uh, give me, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, your knowledge of firewood. 10 being you know everything, Uh you are Papa Firewood, and zero... Being, you know nothing. I'll
0: seven. I'll go with seven. Oh, in, our, oh. in our recent renovations that we did a few years ago, one of the things we did was take out the old gas logs that were in the home and built a real fireplace. Because real you wanted wood.
1: Because you wanted the smell and the experience of a real fire. The pop. You wanted the pop. But you wanted to hear the wood. Oh, fire. you wanted the sound. The sound is Ooh. what I like the most. Okay, yes. I'm gonna now. Uh, if, let's just pretend that you asked me the same thing to rate myself on a scale of zero to ten. Um, I'm a three and a half. So you are yeah. the expert advisor when it comes to <laughs> firewood. So what is the best type of firewood to burn? Hardwood mm-hmm. or softwood?
0: Oh, hardwood. All yeah, day long.
1: Yep, and softwood would be pine or cypress or something like that. In many cases, when you burn a softwood, most softwood comes from something that has needles. And so when you burn it, you can smell that it is like it smells like burning a Christmas tree in some cases. You're like, wait a minute, what's yeah. going on here? Okay, yeah. so hardwoods are the best. And so yes. do you have any specific recommendations in terms of hardwood?
0: Uh, you know, I stick with, with oak or ash okay. mostly because it burns slow and clean, not a lot of smoke or dirt or soot to those. But, but it really doesn't matter as long as it's hardwood and most critically that it's dry, seasoned wood. When we say dry... We're not thinking about just doesn't have rainwater on it. We're saying that it's been cut down, not living with roots in the ground for a year. So it hasn't soaked that moisture up inside the the wood itself.
1: Yep. Uh, We uh, started a fire pit uh in Dallas when I was there over the holiday with uh, with Tammy and her family and the wood had been sitting on her patio and it had been raining for 2 days that was popping and cracking and there was stuff yeah. flying out of that I'm like damn I'm gonna burn the house down I had to stay out there and watch it because these big pieces would blow off and then they would sit on the ground and burn so you got to be careful okay let's talk yeah. about how many pieces let's talk about 10 different types of wood real quick hickory mm-hmm. burns the longest Mm-hmm. but oak burns almost as long as hickory. So you're, if you're concerned about something lasting a long time, oak, uh, hickory and oak are the two choices. Now, beech, do you know what it is known for? I don't. It burns the hottest, and beach. I'm not sure exactly why. Beech, B-E-E-C-H tree. Burns the hottest. And a lot of people, as they burn beech, they report kind of a a nutty smell, which I am big time into the smell of a fire. So I like a little bit of a smoky smell. Okay, cherry smells the best when it's burned. It does, yeah. Cherry smells the best. And ash, you mentioned ash, burns Mm -hmm. a long while and produces the least amount of smoke Mm -hmm. of all the woods. And I think you said that earlier. Mm -hmm. Apple, wood smells divine. We certainly know that. Black locust, I've never even heard of it, is long lasting. Maple, uh, it seasons fast. So you can maple will be ready to be burned in a fireplace faster than some of the other hardwoods, which is interesting. Hawthorne, which you. I've never heard of, is a very neutral firewood. It's not it doesn't smell like anything. And then sycamore is the last one, is it's very smoky and has a very short, short life. So, John, I'm gonna say that you're ranking of yourself as a um as a seven on a scale of 10 is exactly right. And my ranking of myself as a three or a three and a half might've been a little (laughs) bit high because I didn't know any of the stuff that we talked about, but that was fun discussion. Hey, can we jump into something Uh else? And if you've just joined us, you're listening to Go Gaddis Real Estate Radio right here on AM 920. I'm Cleve Gaddis, host of the show, also a real estate agent and team leader here in Metro Atlanta, helping buyers, sellers, and investors make the best decisions whenever possible in when buying, selling, or investing in real estate. And the other voice you hear is John Birchfield. He is a he's one of the vice president gurus, if you will, at Capital City Home Loans. But he's just a genuinely good lender who has the best interest of all of the people he's doing business with. And you have actually. Uh, helped us solve some uh, problems. Uh, And when I say creatively, I don't mean illegally. I mean, we just figured out creative ways to get someone into a home when they might otherwise not be able to do that. So I've got a question, and this was from YouTube. Somebody watching one of our videos on YouTube says, Greetings, sir. Out of all the videos I've seen, my question is yet to be answered. I think he's saying, I'm watching your videos and you won't give me an answer. So perhaps you can answer it for me. I would like to know, what is the FICO score range which is 300 to 850, but most importantly, is a FICO 9 score of 718 a good rating? So, John, would you say a FICO 9 score of 718 is a good rating?
0: Yeah, it looks to be. Um, you know, I'm no FICO 9 score expert by yep. any means. But yep. We've not yet adopted this system yep. as um, for credit underwriting. But uh, we're learning more about it as things go, and um, it seems to be a very favorable model which should help more people get approved if we are able to fully transition to that model.
1: Yep, so FICO-9, it ignores medical collections. It Mm -hmm. ignores satisfied collections that have been paid, and it allows you to calculate rent. So I'm going to push back on your statement of saying, hey, we have not adopted FICO-9. You might not have adopted that particular credit score, but you already do what it does. So yes. you're already ignoring medical collections, which is the way it mm-hmm. should be. You're already ignoring paid, satisfied collections. Now, if someone had a car repossessed or you just lost a home, that stays on your credit. And so that's not mm-hmm. like a collection. But if you had some kind of charge off or a collection that's been satisfied and it's old, then you're not going to consider that easy either. And no. you have a way to help people use rent. So you can actually yeah. verify the payment of rent and then you can use that to for payment history, right? Mm-hmm. You sure can. That's a. Yep. That's, and that can
0: help somebody qualify if there may have been a, some other risk factors that were that were negative in nature. The positive rent can offset those and pull a loan that may not otherwise have been approvable into the approvable category and help more people qualify.
1: And I think that a person with a seven nine seven eighteen uh, FICO nine rating would probably be eligible to get pretty much any mortgage they wanted if they were to get over 760 they might get a little bit better pricing john thank you so much for being with us for two full segments Uh, we're going to take a quick break and when we come back in our neighborhood spotlight we're featuring wexford and roswell we're going to discuss design trends for 2024 and whether or not living room renovations are popular stick with us we'll be back